Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. All right. With all that uh, bad news, you would think that the Republicans would be ahead 70 to 30 in the polls. That's not true. You just saw that Trump and Biden are tied. So joining us now from Washington, D.C. is Republican pollster Dustin Olson. He uh, works for the American Pulse Research and Polling Center. Okay, so let's run down uh, where the Republican um, challengers are now. Did anybody break out of the first debate, in your opinion? Yeah, well, I would say that uh, looking at all the recent polls, including our polls, and other people's polls, that there's been a trend over the last few months that Donald Trump is solidifying his position. So a lot of people, I think, correctly have called that the undercard debate, but have people pulled out? I would say that Nikki Haley uh, did some good for her. You see that she's bumped up in New Hampshire. She's now close to tied with DeSantis, uh, as well as uh, Vivek Ramaswamy seems to have a lot of the energy behind him. And as I've been looking at the race recently, we're not – uh, backing anybody. Currently, we have people in our polling firm actually who are tied to people on both sides of the aisle in this race. However, what we are what we're seeing is that uh, you really the the race is solidly behind Trump at like 58, 59, 60 percent. And ultimately, this is about who's the second choice in case of emergency break glass. Who is it going to be if if uh, Trump were not to be on the field? And honestly, on the other side too, in the Democrat Party, you know the same thing. Uh, right now, the, the president has a ninety percent uh, of the support in that primary, but uh, people are also looking for someone as an alternative there. But it's a different situation because Trump is going to run no matter what, and all this BS yep. about he's not going to be allowed to run because of the insurrection—that's just BS. It's just garbage. Constitution is clear; Trump can run. Um, but on the Democratic side, I don't believe Biden is going to run. Um, his numbers are so terrible. 
He's declining mentally, as everybody knows. And then the next two months, the Republicans are just going to hammer him about the grifting and the money to his family. And it's just not it's going to be untenable. Um, And on the Republican side, when you say, okay, say Trump gets run over by a bus tomorrow, then the race changes, obviously, because Trump's out of it. He's not alive. But as long as he is alive, I don't see, based upon the first debate, and the second one's coming up in four weeks or three and a half weeks, I don't see any of those people on the stage coming close to him. Do you? No, I don't. And it's it's interesting. We've been, you, you know a lot more about the media than I do, but in a normal situation, if someone had 59% of the vote, we would treat that as a non-race. We would look at that as uh, this is, there's really nothing to see here. Yet for some reason, we're propping this up like it's actually a, a, an actual real well, that's race. A me- and I do. That's a media thing. Right. I mean, that's a Fox news thing and they're just propping it up. Um, now, the Republican contenders are caught because the MAGA movement is so much a part of the Republican primary system. If you go to attack Trump like Christie, all right, the MAGA immediately hates you and you'll never get their votes. So the others, they, they can't attack the front runner or they just have no chance. Is that how you see it? Absolutely. So actually, if you look at Ron DeSantis, who's the, the second choice, he's the number one second choice for people. The number one second choice for people who are supporting Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump. So if Ron DeSantis goes hard at Donald Trump, all he's doing is undercutting himself. Uh, same thing with Vivek Ramaswamy, right. though, as we've seen. He's very much he under I think it seems like he understands that he's only he going to be the nominee. And he's going to be on this program on the No Spin News um, in mid-September. Which is I'll, smart. It is smart because I got lots of questions for Ramaswamy. And, he's, you know, here's why it's smart. He said he's not going to duck anybody. If there's anybody that he should duck, it probably me. Because I know yes. a lot about history and, and, and foreign affairs and that's where he's weakest. But he has, he's a man of his word, number one, which is important to me. And number two, we will have a fair and lively debate when he comes on. I'll give the information at the end of the week on how we're going to handle that. Final question for you. Yep. The Democrats know they're in trouble. I mean, all the polls say that. Uh, they know they're in trouble, even though they're going to support whoever the Democratic nominee is. doesn't really matter to them who it is. But they know they're in trouble with Biden because independents, um, they know Biden is, is a failed president. Short of uh, Michelle Obama, who's a game changer, but we still don't have any indication she's going to run. Is there anyone that you see that's got a pulse on the Democratic side who could step in if Biden doesn't run? That's a great question. We recently did a survey in New Hampshire and we asked, we probed with questions with Democrats, you know, what are they wanting? And the truth is most people in New Hampshire across party lines don't want Biden to run again. And one out of four Democrats actually admit that they don't want him to run again. When we gave him a chance to say who they would like, Gavin Newsom showed up, as well as Bernie Sanders, which I think some other polls have shown that as well. So those are the names that are bubbling up to the top. And it's it's hard to imagine that um, California would get exported to the rest of the country. However, that is what uh, Democrats are thinking about. Anyway. Okay. Well, he'd have a lot of money. Newsom would have a lot of money. 
Um, but I agree with you. California is so far out there, I can't see it happening. Hey, Dustin, really appreciate it. I hope you'll check back in with us from time to time uh, as the uh, race unfolds. I, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I got a letter said, uh, O'Reilly, uh, we like the No Spin News. We like your uh, news operation. We trust it. Anybody else doing what you do? All right. Um, independent and covering the news uh, in an honest way. And, I, and there are not many, but one of them is Bernard Goldberg dot com. And, you know, Goldberg and I have known each other for centuries. I mean, and we would go back to the Mongol Empire. Um, but I, I go to Bernard Goldberg dot com and he, Goldberg puts out commentary, as I do. And I read it, and it's usually measured. Sometimes, you know, it's loopy, but most of the time it isn't. And um, what caught my eye was that Goldberg, who we usually use on media stuff, is very outraged about this flash mob business. So I wanted to bring him on. He joins us now from North Carolina. Um, Did I introduce you properly? You did, and, and thank you for that. But I am outraged. I'm outraged like millions and millions of people out there are outraged. Look, we survived the Great Depression. We survived two world wars. We survived 9-11. Thugs who go into stores and take whatever they want, they're not going to bring us down. But, but society as we know it is beginning to unravel. As you know, Bill, Great civilizations in history no longer exist. And our society is beginning to fall apart for all the reasons you just mentioned. When you could walk into a store, steal whatever you want, and there have been thieves since the beginning of history, but when you could steal whatever you want, no police to arrest you, no progressive DA who's interested in prosecuting you, no, so there's no jury to convict you, no judge to sentence you, no prison to put you in, no freaking nothing, no consequence at all. That's how societies begin to unravel. And if we don't find the courage, we don't find the courage or the leaders with courage to put an end to this real soon, this is going to unravel even more and we won't recognize, as bad as it is now, we won't recognize the America that we live in. Does 
no doubt it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it's the fault of the people when you really strip it out. So last November here in New York, we had a gubernatorial election between an unbelievably weak leader, Kathy Hochul, who's the governor, and Lee Zeldin, a conservative Republican who promised reform and to crack down on crime. Hochul won. Hochul beat Zeldin. Okay, so that indicates that as bad as public disorder is in New York City, and it is bad, okay, the voters in New York, they don't care, Bernie, whether it's unraveling before their eyes or not, because the majority voted for Hochul. You're right. And here's proof that I'm a bad person. They elected these idiots. They have to live with these idiots. Not my problem. But let me say this about the looting issue, because liberals look the other way about looting, about street crime, about the mess on our southern border, which you listed as, I think, the second issue Americans are most interested in. But let's just play pretend for a second. You're not going to see this, by the way, the looting videos on CNN or MSNBC, because, as I say, liberals don't like to talk about this. But let's just pretend that the looting wasn't going on in Chicago, but in South Dakota or North Dakota or Montana or Idaho. And the looters were all wearing big red MAGA hats. Oh, liberals would suddenly be very interested in looting and street crime and people throwing each other on subway tracks in New York City and things like that. They're only interested when it isn't people that they're afraid to point out that are looting. I'm, I'm being vague, but you know what I'm talking about. Well, African-Americans, everybody, listening. everybody knows that African-American young males commit proportionally the majority of crimes in this country. But African-American innocent people are far exactly. and away the victims of the crimes. Exactly. So the liberals... You, the liberals want to help minorities, but they really don't want to help minorities. Look, and, and as you have correctly said, I saw you saying this, and I, sh- I nodded my head in agreement. Some, some progressives say, well, they're poor. You know, they're depraved because they're deprived. They're poor. Pe- but most poor people are decent Americans. Most poor people are decent, hardworking Americans. And, and it's, there's no limit to white liberal guilt. There's no limit to that. And that's why they look the other way when people are looting in Chicago or St. Louis or even California. They look the other way because they know who basically, who's doing the looting. Shelby Steele, the black intellectual from California, very bright guy, called it good racial manners. These liberals and progressives is showing their good racial manners. They're saying, no, no, we're the good ones. We're not racist like, you know, O'Reilly and Goldberg, you know, we're the good ones. And, and what's going on is precisely what you said. People are being victimized in poor neighborhoods. Poor people don't like this. I would even say most Democrats, most mainstream Democrats don't like what's going on. But until they join people like you and me and the people watching us and say, we've had enough of this. We can't watch America continue to unravel because there's going to come a time when it unravels 
and it's too late to do anything. Yeah, about it's too late to bring it to bring uh, it back together again. But I'll submit to you that in Chicago, the worst for minority victims, because most of the crime in Chicago is centered in the black ghetto neighborhoods south of the city. They elected an even more liberal mayor than Lori Lightfoot. So well, even though on, they're being, on, they're being, on, go ahead. If you look at the voting, who voted for who in that? Yes, black people voted for the, for the black uh, mayor, Brandon Johnson, over a, a white candidate who was tougher on, said he was tougher on crime. But it's it's the higher end, higher income progressives in Chicago and in New York who, who elected uh, Bragg. Adams uh, and, and Bragg. No, no, right. Bragg, Bragg. It's it's these it, it's these high end liberal I'll call them elites who think they're doing black people a favor. Yeah, I don't know voting, how they can think that when you for, you got little kids black progressives. No, you got little kids being black community. You got little kids being done. You got a sixty year old black woman on a subway track being beaten with her own cane. So right, right. look, these people who you're talking about, these elite. Upper West Side Manhattan people. They're despicable people, by the way. They are. And I mean, they're not good intentioned. They're, they're haters. They hate me. They hate you. They hate Trump. They hate anybody in, in the conservative Republican side. But they know what's happening. They don't care, Bernie. They don't care. So they can cloak it under a nobility or virtue seeking. But everybody knows that a 60-year-old woman being beaten almost to death on a subway track and the cops let the guy go. Did you know that? Cops let the guy go. They had him and they let him go. No, I, di I didn't know that. Yeah, and he had a rap sheet, a violent rap sheet, and he let him go. Now, because the New York Post, which is the only vehicle in New York that covers local news responsibly, um, because they put it on the front page, now the internal affairs looking at the cops. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to come down on the cops here. The cops know if they make an arrest that, of a minority, they got to defend that arrest all day long and they could get in trouble. So looking the other way is an option. But let's get back to the big picture disorder. When the voting bloc African-Americans continue to vote for the progressive people, whether they're black or white, it doesn't matter. They continue to cast that ballot. They're voting against their own interest. And yes. that is the truth. Last word. It, it is the truth. But not but, and they also have the support of those high-end white people, high-end economic white people on the lakefront of Chicago and the Upper West Side of Manhattan, who are again showing what Shelby Steele calls their good racial manners. Yeah. You say they're horrible people. They're not looking out for black people. You know what they're doing? They're looking out for themselves. That's right. They're saying, they're saying, look at me. Look how good I am. Look how good I, voted, I am. I and voted then you, for the, for the, the Chicago the, Tribune, the New York Times, the Washington Post. All three of those cities are public disorder unlimited. Yet all three of those papers, okay, applaud the progressive movement. And they're not what they used to be. And people don't really listen to them anymore. Right. But it's just, it's disgraceful. And... I don't know. I mean, all we can do is present the truth, which we do. 
But if the poor minority community in America doesn't wake up, this is going to continue and nobody's going to stop it. And that's the truth. BernardGoldberg.com, I recommend it. Go in there, cruise around, you know, make fun of Bernie. He's got a little place where you can make fun of him. That's my favorite part of your website, make it fun of you. Um, And we appreciate you coming on. We'll talk soon, okay? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. Remember a guy named Paul Manafort? Yeah, you do. If you follow politics, um, he was uh, President Trump's campaign chairman. Appointed to that position in May 2016. He's a big guy in a Trump campaign. Um, And then almost simultaneously for him taking over as a campaign chairman for Trump, the Fed starting to investigate him on a variety of financial matters. On July 26, 2017, FBI agents raided Paul Manafort's home without warning. They just showed up looking for documents. Now, Trump had warning. uh, Mr. Manafort did not. And they went in and he was subsequently charged Um, with a number of uh, felonies. Um, He pled guilty to a couple of them, and the other charges were dropped after he did that. He was sentenced to seven years in a federal penitentiary. He served one year, two months, and he has a new book. And the book is called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. Paul Manafort joins us now from New York. Um, Did I set you up properly, fairly? You set me up properly and fairly. Okay. And I'm used to being set up. (laughs) We want to be fair above all. (laughs) So the lead question is, and I have not read your book, as I told you uh, before we went on the air, I looked it over, but I haven't read the whole thing. If you pleaded guilty to federal charges, do you have a beef? Uh, yes, uh, because the part of the story you referenced is the end of the legal process, not the beginning of the legal process. Uh, what I pled guilty was I had two trials, two two two, two uh, uh, indictments. One was in Virginia, and one was in uh, in D.C. The one in D.C. was the first one. It dealt with the fair violations that they said uh, you know were of a criminal nature. Um, they then brought, when they couldn't use those charges to get me to do a plea agreement and, uh, and talk about Donald Trump in a way that would implicate the president in, uh, Russian 
the Russian collusion narrative, uh, they brought superseding charges to me. And uh, those were filed in Virginia <clears throat> because they were dealt with tax matters. Okay, let me stop you so, there. So it was clear to you, did the FBI tell you, we want you to flip on Donald Trump, uh, tell us that he colluded with Russians, and if you do that, we'll drop all the charges or you won't be um, bothered by us anymore. Was that clear to you? Well, there was no commitment to drop all charges, no. But the, but the process was focused on you know, leniency uh, uh, as, and... The, the plea agreement didn't happen until after the first trial was over. Okay, I don't want to and get too in the weeds on this. So so you were promised leniency if you gave up Trump on certain things involving Russian collusion. In hindsight, did you do anything wrong in your opinion, just in general? In, in general, the answer is no. And all the charges that were brought against me, for the most part, were all issues that the government had dealt with in the past and either resolved or dismissed. Okay, so you believe that you are a victim of political prosecution because you were linked to Trump. You wouldn't give Trump up. And so that they basically went ahead to try to punish you for your silence. But then again, you come back to why did you plead guilty? Why didn't you just go to a jury? Well, the first case I did. I went to a jury. There was a four week in the trial. DC case, but not in the second. Oh, no, the, in the Virginia case was first. And I mean, just even though it was filed in superseding charges, it ended up being the first gag. Okay, trial. okay. But what, why didn't you? Why didn't you just play the whole string out with the jury? Well, I did in the first in the Virginia case, and when I was convicted of eight of the uh, eighteen charges, uh, and uh, and then two weeks later, the Virginia case was uh was going to be happening and i mean the, the dc case was going to be happening and that case the jury was 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 going to be selected within the framework of the whole, of the first trial i voideered the jury we had 120 questionnaires in those 120 questionnaires we found one juror who said they wouldn't be uh they weren't prejudiced against right, trump so you didn't think you would win the case you and your lawyers well, i knew Question i wouldn't win the case how much did it cost you out of your pocket, Mr. Manafort, to defend yourself against all of this stuff? Millions of dollars. Millions, Millions of, dollars. of dollars. Was that a concern that you didn't want to continue this because you, you didn't Well, have there money? were three concerns as to why I didn't want to continue. One of them was the cost of another trial. Two was in that second trial, they had forfeiture actions they were trying to bring against me uh, because going back 20 years, on, on a violation that occurred, they claimed in 2013. Uh, I knew that, that, didn't feel confident after the voir dire that I was had any chance of getting a fair trial. The judge rejected giving me a venue change. Uh, and in the assets they wanted to take were assets I'd given to my daughters uh, and family, you know, 10, 15 years before. So they were trying to not just destroy me, but my family. When you say uh, so they, was this they the Justice Department? The Justice Department Special Counsel. So, and who who was the Attorney General at that time? Well, the, the it was the, he was not in, in matter at all. This was Bob Mueller, Special Counsel's Office, Andrew Weissman. They were in okay, charge. So of Mueller and Weissman, the guys that investigated the Russian collusion, they were responsible for all of the charges against you, and to use your word in your book, persecute you. 
correct? Correct. Okay. When the raid in Ma'alago happened last week, was it similar, in your opinion, to what you went through? Uh, yes, it was. For example, I had been cooperating with the intelligence committees uh, and, and all the information they were asking for during the Russian collusion investigation. Two days after I met with the two committees, they did this no-knock 6 a.m. raid on my condominium, you know, 15 FBI agents, guns drawn, in my apartment, knocking on my door of my bedroom, uh, waking me up. Um, there was no reason for that o o overreach. I was, was the media uh, there? I don't remember. Was the media tipped off? I know CNN was tipped off on well, one of these. The, the difference between Stone and, my, and me was Roger lived in a home. So they, you know, they, they were walking down the street. They would have okay. had a hard time sitting there walking down the hall. So the FBI shows up, they, shows you, uh, they show you the warrant, you look at the warrant and they come in and they ransack your house. Is that what happened? Yes. All right. Now you do believe that you are a political prisoner um, because of your work on behalf of Donald Trump. That's what basically your book is about, right? Well, and in the book, I specify very clearly the fair charge that was the foundation charge against me I had resolved with the Department of Justice Fair Unit. Okay, and, what, and everybody will see what you, uh, but what I'm trying to get at here is there are people, millions of them, who feel that we have lost our fairness in this country, that we are no longer equal justice for all, that now the federal government is taking a side, the Democratic Party side, the liberal side, and persecuting the conservative side. Do you believe that? I believe that there's a two-tiered system of justice, yes. Do you believe that the Donald Trump situation from the very get-go, and you were involved with it from the beginning, as was I, did the first interview with him when, after he declared uh, his candidacy, do you believe that there was a conspiracy to destroy him, and if so, why? I believe he was a threat to the, the, to, to the establishment of the deep state, if some people call it. And I believe that uh, th that that threat was something that th they couldn't deal with. I, I believe that they never expected him to win, uh, uh, but when he did win, they didn't understand it at all, and they not, never recognized in his election did everything they could to uh, to destroy his presidency, including. Okay. After what happened to you, and you have been through hell for six years. Do you still believe in your country? Do you still want to live here? Do you still feel that this is a noble nation? I've done campaigns all over the world. There's no doubt in my mind this is still the best country in the world. Our democracy is still the best democracy. The fact that it's under attack is not to lose faith in it, but it's to try and fix it. And that's why you wrote the book. Again, it's Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, and Not Silenced, But Not Silenced, Paul Manafort. We appreciate it, Mr. Manafort. If uh, We'll talk again. I think you have a good perspective on the uh, on the government and, and what it can do. Um, certainly you uh, you felt that stink. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Sign- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.